I'm in the K2 booth at the Outdoor Retailer Snow Show, and I have two people with me that I'm hoping they can introduce themselves with their names and title. How's it going out there? John Colonna, uh, K2 Sports President. Tim Swart, K2 Sports Vice President of Marketing. Okay, sounds good. And you guys are a relatively new team working together, correct? Uh, yeah, I've been at K2 in my role now for a year, and uh, over the course of that year, just been restructuring and bringing in some new talent, which uh, led to Tim's hire in September. Okay. Uh, I've been with K2 since September, so just over four months. Okay. And what, um, can we start with this season? Like, what have you guys seen out in the marketplace this season for K2? Like, how's business? How's sell-through? What um, are you hearing? I think K2 is in a little bit of a comeback moment. Uh, Definitely hearing a lot of positivity out there around product, around our team, uh, the stories that we're telling. Uh, most importantly, there's a lot of focus on our new Mindbender collection, uh, which is a free ride assortment for men and women, including ski boots, uh, targeted to be a little bit more progressive and something that uh, would uh, re help reset and energize the brand. Okay. And what about, um, are you hearing about sell-through or is sell-through good? Sell-through has been good. I mean, obviously, everyone's experienced the weather has been good in almost all regions. There's tons of snow, continued cold. So uh, we saw it start pretty good in the fall. And even after Christmas, which is kind of a slow time, has been amazing. I mean, we're hearing the best January yet. So pretty exciting. That's always good. And so for this upcoming season, what you're showing here, you know, what's the big story? I kind of just leaked it out. It's Mindbender. <laughs> um, but it's what we're focused on right now. It's like we're, we're definitely... Uh, setting a new tone in the marketplace with really strong uh, product innovation, uh, things that will come in and help disrupt the marketplace, things that will move the brand forward. Uh, Mindbender is a great example of that. Like I said, it's a, it's a really progressive um, free ride assortment across men and women, including boots. Uh, it's at the core of what we do and what we're about, and it's really uh, an ignition uh, spot for us to bring some new innovation to the marketplace. Okay. And how many products are in that category? It's eight skis total, four men, four women. Okay. And do you have something similar going on on the snowboard side? On the snowboard side, um, there's been a few stories that have been big. Um, first and foremost has probably been our medium, which is a new freestyle board pro model with Jake Kuzik, collaboration with artist Russ Pope. So that's been a big thing for us. The other thing is our Enjoyers collection, which is a, a quiver of boards designed for all types of riding specifically um, based on the whole fun movement and snowboarding. So really for all conditions, for good terrain, and um, a little bit more of an elevated assortment. But those have been our big stories this season. Okay. And John, since you've come on board, you know, what are some of the, the big changes you've made? I'd say the, the first thing is just, uh, I'd say twofold. One is injecting a strategy to help stabilize our portfolio. Uh, and the second thing is uh, is really building an action plan around key partners and elevating product innovation. We put product at the center of our organization. Uh, at the same time, we built a marketing function, which allowed uh, Tim to be hired. Uh, marketing was always a shared function. So for us, uh, really, really injecting a strategy focused on innovation, elevating marketing to be able to tell the story and help drive sell-through, and then continually, continually uh, uh, fine-tuning our approach to service, whether it's digital or analog with our, our key partners. Um, so implementation of strategy and just execution, really focus on execution right now. And how much has your team changed, meaning the people who work there? 
Uh, that's a, I mean, interesting question. I would say the right people change. I don't have a percentage or anything, but I think anytime you're going through an ownership change and a new leader, there's there's some exits. I think we've stabilized uh, our retention rate. Uh, we've reorganized our leaders so they're in the right spots. And we probably brought in quite a few people in some key roles, Tim being one of them, just to help support the new vision and uh, and lead the organization moving forward. And did you guys know each other before? Yeah. 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 For quite a while, yeah. You go back. Oh, that's good. And, and John, can you remind people who don't um, remember your background where you were before K2? My background originally started as a shop manager and a buyer for about seven or eight years uh, at Ski Chalet in Niles, Ohio. And then from there, I had the opportunity to go work at Burton Snowboards. So I spent about six years at Burton Snowboards, uh, working my way up to the director of soft goods. And then because of childhood dreams and wanting to surf, I moved out to California. I worked for Rusty uh, Surfboards for a few years, uh, looking over development and merchandising for men's. And then that eventually led me into a role at Nike, um, where I worked at Nike for a few years on uh, the original Tech Pack. Then I moved to Levi's. I worked on programs like the Commuter Series and Levi's uh, LVC, Levi's Vintage Clothing uh, Collection, and then moved to Converse the last four years. So I've had a really diverse background, but one really focused on like the same consumer, youth culture, really unlocking uh, emerging opportunities within brands or, or reigniting authentic parts of brands. And so for some of those really big companies you worked at, um, what are like some of the good things you learned from those and what were some of the you know, bad things? Um, I don't mean bad, but you know. Like no, I'd say that, that's a, it's an easy answer. I think for me, the, the structure, the discipline, the accountability, the strategic intent at the larger companies which does lead to, regardless of the tension, a really strong one-team uh, mindset and dynamic is, is super positive. I think negatives that are advantage of the smaller brands are just the ability to work with a tighter team, uh, have a lot more people that are more sophisticated with real insights, consumer insights, that are really current and passionate about the industry. So you're able to make really quick, really confident decisions and have to just deal with less people, to tell you the truth. Right. I mean, people are great, but sometimes there's too many in the kitchen. It's... As you know, it's a, it could be a problem. Right, right. And Tim, how do you see the marketing evolving going forward? Or do you? Well, I mean, I think it's evolved in a lot of ways. I mean, truly, it changes every time just because the platform changes. Um, obviously, digital is a huge focus. Um, storytelling is a huge focus. And so, um, you know, there's such a mix in our scene where it's, it's marketing stories based around riders, marketing stories based around products, and a lot of times the overall narrative of the brand gets lost because everyone's focused on the micro stories. So I think in our respect, the biggest story is that this is a brand that's been around since 62. Uh, we've been making snowboards since 87. We have, it's our duty, but it's also kind of the duty of our space to tell a really rich story with K2. So. Figuring out the balance of all of those is important, but we can't lose sight of just the bigger story and making it fun. That's the reason why we got into all of this. So I think, uh, you know, our focus and my focus as the head wrangler is creating some space where we can't lose sight of the bigger story that's actually exciting because that in turn keeps snow, snow sports exciting and uh, reminds people that's why we're doing what we're doing. So, um, Maybe kind of a long answer to it, but uh, really prioritizing what the big focuses are to keep the story compelling. It's probably the biggest deal. Yeah. And, you know, uh, people probably know you from your time. We've been a lot of places, but also at Univ. Yes. Um, 
so that you dipped your toe in retail. What lessons did you learn there? I learned a lot of lessons there. You know, I had probably had a good 15 years of career prior to starting retail. Um, so in the heyday of action sports, when everything was booming, you could go off of hunches. Um, and then you ended up kind of learning the ropes and marketing and how it worked. But until you have retail and until you have um, your paycheck and the way your family lives decided on how well you're doing with making a sale and making a conversion, it's the best focus group you could ever have because you really learn really fast. Uh, some ways you throw away everything you knew before and other ways you have to really hone in on it because your job is creating a lively environment in the moment. Um, fast forward to now, it's probably the best college experience I got because we've seen retail go up and down and what we're experiencing is the good, the good retailers and the experience of good retail is getting way better. And so I think UNIV was at the forefront of that where we really helped foster that and drive that culture. So now um, we can truly partner up with our good retailers and try to create stories around it that increase that robustness. So you'll, you're going to bring your retail experience to this job, you think? I bring it to me, with me, to everything I do every day. Cannot. It's something you can't forget about to a product, to anything, because I lived it. It was like boot camp in my adult life. <laughs> I bet. I'm laughing because it's... I mean, I don't know if there's a harder business. You know, it's just He still tough. sounds scarred. He does a little bit. Not scarred. Resilient. Resilient. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There we go. And, John, also, if you don't mind, can you remind people of the ownership structure now at K2? Yeah, sure. Um, we're owned right now by Kohlberg & Company, private equity firm. Um, we've been under uh, new ownership for about a year and a half, I'd say, close to, close to two years. And uh, the ownership has, uh, this is a new space for them. So they have long-term visions, which is really healthy, I think. Quite a few of us, even myself and Tim included, are looking at this as a legacy moment, but the ability to stabilize a portfolio and in particular elevate a great brand like K2, that's the same mission that they're on and they're mentioning long term, so we're not in a situation where we're trying to uh, fake profit and, uh, and hype and sell the brand or the portfolio quickly. They're looking to hold on to this for a while and make a name for themselves in, in the outdoor space as far as investment goes. Interesting. So it's a, it's a really healthy relationship. Ironically, we just had an entire board was out here yesterday for a board meeting. Um, they're floating around checking out all our booths, feeling the excitement, um, trying to connect dots between the strategy, the balance sheet, our P&L sheet, and, and customer and consumer feedback. So I'd have to say it's uh, stable ownership, healthy ownership, and uh, really aligned on the future and, and, and people that are investing us uh, as, as uh, authentic brands. And you guys are getting investment too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've been sharing with internally quite a bit and now externally um, Mindbender is only the beginning of uh, uh, an innovation roadmap for us across all of our brands, but in particular for K2, we will relentlessly innovate and deliver uh, consumer needs and benefits uh, aggressively over the next three to five years. And working with Kohlberg and company, uh, having the right story to be told on the right strategy has allowed them to invest in, in our CapEx to be able to fuel those innovations. That's, and are you in charge of more than K2? Uh, all eight brands in the K2 Sports portfolio. All of them are yeah. yours that you lead? Yes. And name the brands in there. So it's K2 Ski and Snowboard. Uh, it's Line. It's Full Tilt. It's Ride. It's Madsu's Cross Country. It's Tubbs and Atlas. And then it's Inline and uh, Ice uh, for uh, K2 Skates. Okay, so how? And Backcountry Access. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and Backcountry Access. I knew I was going to forget one. 
So how do you do that? I mean... Um, it's chaos management, um, and you got to have a level-headed, and you got to have great people around you. That's you know, not going into numbers of who we moved around and what, but uh, put people in the right positions to excel their strengths and bringing in some really talented people that could handle the chaos. I don't know anything that's not chaos. I mean, you talk about big brands. Um, managing this portfolio is no different than managing uh, a heavy position at Nike. It's really not that different. Um, it's just the complexity you have to prioritize. Right. And that's where the strategic vision comes into play. Is I think Tim and I both wake up every morning, and uh, at least me personally, it's taken a while to learn this, but I usually write down what I'm not going to do. I have, a, or I have a big to-do list, so I know I'm going to get things done, but to focus is, I think, the biggest challenge in, in our situation. Interesting. Um, and what, do you, what about the snow market in general? I mean, it's such a, it's a tough business, right? And it sounds like all those brands are all snow heavy. Yeah. So how do you manage the risk there? Uh, intelligently. <laughs> <laughs> it's understanding the, the regional dynamics for each brand and the consumer dynamics. Um, uh, you know, we, we are very much focused. Uh, our, our approach is healthy brand, is healthy business. And I think, you know, with Tim, myself, and a, a couple other trusted leaders, we're very, very focused on the culture and the community and, and growing the sports that we love. So there's going to be a couple bumps in the road. It might not snow. One region might have an issue. But at the end of the day, we're focused on it long term, which allows you to digest the short term. And then really clearly having a strategy allows you to have the right levers to pull uh, when you need to pull them. So uh, everyone manages snow. But at the end of the day, uh, even a bad snow year, strong brands break through. So we have to have uh, the brand strength to be able to manage the, the down times. Right. And so and you're in charge globally of the brand. Yes. So can you tell me anything about how like K2 is doing in Europe and Asia Pacific? K2 is doing well in all regions. I'd have to say, like to, to be transparent, our strategy is to, to uh, be the number one ski and snowboard brand in the U.S. And by driving a U.S. position in an authentic way, we'll, we'll incrementally grow our business uh, in Europe and, and in uh, Asia. Uh, we have headquarters in uh, Toronto. Um, we have headquarters out in Garmisch. We have headquarters in Tokyo. And we're now working with a distributor in China. So we're really focused on the U.S. to drive energy, but globally managing a brand and uh, re-energizing the opportunity that exists globally. So with the good sell, it's good snow, and with uh, good momentum behind Mindbender, uh, the brand hype's being picked up globally right now. We're very fortunate for that. Okay, great. Well, thanks for talking to me. Anything I didn't uh, ask that... No, pretty much covered it. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys.